0: I would say to your listeners, be careful not to sell too early. I personally think we are sort of in the fourth inning of a gold bull market where the the last few innings are going to see gold go bananas. I mean, way over $1,800 previous high set in 2011. Osino Resources is a Ross Beattie-backed gold
1: exploration company in mining-friendly Namibia. Osino's district-scale land package is situated near two producing gold mines, one of which Osino's management team previously developed and sold to B2 Gold. Osino's founders and management are experienced mining professionals who have already successfully developed and sold two companies in the past seven years. Osino has an excellent shareholder base with Ross Beattie owning 20%, Insiders 5%, and Resource Capital Funds 8%. This is an exploration company with drills turning that you'll definitely want to pay attention to. Osino trades in New York under the ticker OSILF and in Toronto under the ticker OSI. To learn more, go to osinoresources.com. That's osinoresources.com. are listening to Mining Stock Education, I appreciate you tuning in and I'm still reporting from the beautiful city of Vancouver and I am at the SPRA conference still. I just got done with a panel of five mining legends as Rick Roll uh, referred to them as. One of those mining legends is sitting before me here. His name is Ross Beatty. If you follow this industry, then you know this mining titan already. If you're listening to this podcast and you want to know more about resource investing, one of the th- key things you want to do as a newer investor is study the life of successful mining entrepreneurs. So I hope that you get a, a taste of that and learn uh, some of the qualities of a successful mining entrepreneur through this interview with Ross. With Ro- uh, so with that being said, Ross, uh, welcome to the Mining Stock Education Podcast.
0: Thank you very much.
1: I'd like to start by learning what motivates you. You know, if you go booth to booth at a mining conference and you say, uh, "What's your goal here?" The CEO is going to tell you the, the correct answer, right? To create shareholder value. But as I analyze it, that's probably a secondary or even tertiary motivation. Most people are motivated, in my opinion, by uh, ego or money, fame or fortune, gold or glory. But uh, people are even motivated by things what, what's the purpose of the gold or glory as I analyze it when you kind of do a psychoanalysation of yourself what do you think what truly motivates you to do what you do
0: well, a little bit of it's the glory and the money, and you know, very much ego gratification that comes constantly when you have success. I think anybody that doesn't uh, says he doesn't believe in that is is, is lying. Uh, and in my case, uh, either I have a an ironclad ego that that uh, needs constant stroking, or I have a very shallow ego that needs constant stroking. In any case, uh, there's some of that for sure. But um, I will also say that you know we only have one journey through life, and you know, you want to be doing something that's fun, and if something's successful, it's fun. Uh, it's true that creating wealth for yourself is fabulous, but if you can create it for thousands or even tens of thousands of other people, it's even more fabulous. And the one thing that's very cool about the mining industry specifically is that a good mine, a good a good discovery that creates a, a, a mine, <clears throat> creates hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars and very often billions and and even occasionally tens of billions of dollars for entire communities and countries so the mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth and often that's forgotten when people invest in it it's certainly forgotten when people complain about it as they do from time to time Uh, so i'd say just the narcotic uh, joy of success repeated success it just makes you want to go back again and again one of the neat things about this business is also discovery and you can only have that in a few businesses i mean you can do it in an r&d business where you discover a a, you know a gene or or a or a chemical you can do it in oil and gas although it's a pretty boring business let's face it but mining you know a good drill hole that converts uh might cost fifty or a hundred thousand dollars and it might discover something worth a couple billion that's pretty cool you're really generating real wealth there so a good drill hole it really is i i wouldn't say like robert did today it's as good as it's 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 better than sex i wouldn't agree with that but it's pretty pretty darn good and it's addictive and you just want to do it again and again so you know a whole bunch of things um and also i guess just to finish off (laughs) your long answer to a simple question um you know, I'm not much of a of an engineer. I'm not much of a uh, a carpenter. I don't know how to wire two you know two wires together. Uh, but I'm good at building companies. And so, you know, I've found something I'm good at. I've stuck to it. It's worked all through my life. Um, it's been a tremendous journey. A lot of fun. A lot of people have helped me do this. Um, and and on the whole, you know, we've had way more wins than than than, than, uh, than, than losses. And um, I've just had a wonderful time and I I wouldn't do anything differently if I was to do it again. And
1: when you say you're good at uh, building businesses, uh, building businesses is essentially building people, isn't it?
0: Well, it's it's a bunch of things, you know. Uh, it, it's it's people are important. Definitely, you need to have a good team with you. You have to have people that are smart and trustworthy, and and so on. But to be honest, uh, it's way beyond that in the mining business. You have to get your commodity right. You have to get your cycle right. You have to go to places that people want you to work and not want you to go go away. You know, it's 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 very boring to have you know roadblocks and strikes and that kind of thing. if, if you're in tough places you want to stay away I worked I went to Russia trying to overcome that that problem but I I got I got blown up because Russia just is a dump it's a terrible place to explore and a terrible place to build things Russians are just brutal people in terms of treating foreign investors badly Um, and and so that was for me a a, a mistake because I should have known better but um, the the prize was so great that I overcame that what I thought was uh, the risk factor because of the size of the reward so it's in this business, it's more than just people. It's having a good gut instinct of, of, of exploration success yourself. It's an ability to put, to put deals together. Uh, you've got to finance. There's a lot of good geologists that can't finance their way out of a paper bag. Uh, so I would say a lot of skill sets come into being a successful entrepreneur in this business.
1: It was said on the Living Le- Legends panel that um, we like to look for management-proof assets. What's your, state, what's your thoughts on this comment?
0: Well, that's uh, that's an easy thing to say. It's a rather more difficult thing to do um, because you know world-class assets are really rare, and in my experience, I've I've actually seen complete idiots uh, get lucky. Uh, they don't. It doesn't happen very often, but when it happens, you know they make a lot of money for people. Uh, so you, you know you have to kind of hold your nose sometimes and 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 work with people who maybe aren't. As, as smart or as savory as you might like. But that's rare. Quite frankly, that's rare. And on a balance of, of, uh, of, of kind of opportunities, you're going, to make, you're going to do better with people that, that, you, that are smart, that you can trust. And, and that really is the very first thing you should look at when you're judging an investment. But it's the same as a country. You know, a lot of people judge uh, countries. And while it's true that certain countries you should just simply stay away from, uh, when I call, I would say much of both Russia and many of the, the Commonwealth of the independent states around Russia are in that that bag, uh, that basket. Uh, other places like Venezuela, you, you just can't invest there today. It's a terrible place. But you know, don't be too clever about that, or too cute, or too you know you know analyze things too closely because things that are terrible places today tomorrow might be wonderful. And the opportunity to get into terrible places cheaply that turn to be great places you know, over a five or 10 year period. That, that is a massive opportunity. And, and by the same token, investing in places that are great today can be a mistake because they may turn tomorrow or you may find either f- through indigenous issues or, or, or political differences, but in one part, party to another, that a good place is, is bad tomorrow. So that's why I always stress the importance of a diversified portfolio for an investor in this high risk business.
1: That's uh, definitely a contrarian perspective, which you articulated. Uh, one of the comments that was said on the Living Legends panel was you have to find other people's mistakes and make money from them. And that's one of the things you're doing with Equinox Gold, isn't it?
0: Well, you know, with Equinox Gold, we're also, um, in a certain sense, the the mistake that you're referring to was a company that started building a mine when gold was $1,800 an ounce and ended up uh, having that construction complete when the uh, gold price had dropped down to 1300 and 6 months or 8 months into the, the mine life the gold price was 1100 dollars an ounce. So right there you lost the 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 profit margin from that mine and eventually it had a, it had to shut down. Now there were other problems there as well and they did make some mistakes. And so what we're doing now is we're trying to fix the mistakes and get into an environment where the gold price goes from 1200 to you know back up to 1800 and I think that's what's going to happen right now. And that's the importance of timing. Um, so, so it's not that simple. You know, because we're in a cyclical business, uh, when the tide is going out, when the metal prices are dropping, really it's hard for a genius to make money. Um, it's just tough, you lose that margin. And that's the difference between being in the mining game, by the same token, oil and gas is the same, uh, versus building a, a, you know, a, a, a computer or a, or a car where it's all about marketing we don't have any marketing risk we sell our products on world markets that's one of the nice things about our business but we're price takers we just take the price as it is and if the price drops we're out of luck and if we've if we've borrowed money betting on a say a 1400 gold price it goes gold goes, goes down to 1100 we could be bust with the smartest people in the world the best project in the world just bad luck on the other hand you get your timing right it's it's a just a joyful experience the tide comes in all ships float
1: I recently took place in a private placement, and this company is a sponsor of this podcast, that being Osino Resources. You also own 20% of that company. Uh, this is a gold exploration company in Namibia. And when I was talking to Hayadon, the CEO, he said, uh, yeah, Ross was a geologist many years ago in this country. Perhaps you can share with us that story.
0: Sure. Well, actually, uh, Osino is a good example of of the things that I actually like and therefore invest in. So I've got a handful of investments like Osino. But the very first thing that Osino impressed me with is the CEO. Like Hayadon is just a super guy. He's smart. He's pleasant. He's honest. He's hardworking. All of those things are really, really important. And he's got lots of experience in the area that you know, not a lot of the other people know about it. It's an underexplored area, in Namibia. Haya lives there. He, he, he just lives and breathes and dreams that region. So he's, he's smart. He's experienced. Like, it's really hard to beat that formula. Now, he is exploring. He is in a high-risk, early-stage exploration business. So I'm financing high-risk stuff. And when you finance high-risk stuff, you have to take the chance that your investment is going to go to zero because not everybody finds gold mines. But you're improving your odds if you invest in good people with reasonable prospects in a, in a, in a region which should be good for gold investment long term. And Namibia is a fabulous jurisdiction today. I'm going to bet that it's going to stay like that, but you know what? It's it's a bet, so I, I it's one of many of those kind of companies. I've got another one in Finland, another one in you know, believe it or not, uh, uh, Kyrgyzstan. So, <laughs> you know, that's that's for me, that's a big stretch. But in Kyrgyzstan, the opportunity there is so humongous that the reward, you know, overwhelms the risk. Uh, And and with with a guy like Haidon, it's way lower risk on the people side, on the jurisdiction side, but it's pretty high risk on the exploration side. And I'm going to bet that his hard work and his tenacity and his own team are going to beat the odds and make that a successful play.
1: Rick Rule has told me in interviews that he never invests big with a younger CEO unless he has a solid first-hand referral. Uh, The story, as I understand it, with Hayadan is that you had a positive experience with uh, him in Ecuador. Is that correct?
0: Absolutely. I I got to know Haya there, and uh, and he's one of those highly investable individuals. Very nice guy.
1: So as we conclude, Ross, uh, we have uh, investors of all skill levels and ages listening to us. It's uh, mid-2019, the summer doldrums, although gold is a little more exciting right now. What final advice would you like to leave with my listeners?
0: Well, uh, if anybody has held gold stocks for a while... um, i fell in love with gold in sort of 2015 kind of close to the bottom of the market in my opinion bottom it had been a bear market for four years gold had gone from eighteen hundred dollars down to about 10.50 and i mean i have plenty of other investments in nickel and zinc and copper and and silver of course but but just talking about gold for a second uh i got in you know very close to the bottom i mean i didn't know it was the bottom i just knew it wasn't the top and 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 this is a cyclical world so you've got to play these cycles and and Gold broke out really in in uh, January of 2016. It went up from 10.50 to uh, maybe 11.50 or 1200, 12.50. Went back to 11.50, bounced around 1200 for the longest time, and then bing. This year is up to 14 something. Well, that's quite a move. And most of the gold stocks have all done better than that because equities always outperform uh, gold on the way up, and they underperform gold on the way down. That's just the way you know beta works and, and leverage works, but um, but I, I would say to your listeners, be careful not to sell too early. I personally think we are sort of in the fourth inning, of a gold bull market where the, the last few innings are gonna see gold go bananas. I mean, way over $1,800 previous high set in 2011. And there's all, don't, don't, you know, I could go on for an hour about all the reasons for that, which I'm not going to, but just let's say I happen to believe in gold is going to have a lovely run. If you have gold investments, maybe take some money off the table. They've made, they've made pretty good money this year, but do not sell everything. The big money is yet to come, and that's what I'm counting on in in my gold investments, and my biggest one is Equinox Gold right now, the company I'm trying to build into a million-ounce gold producer.
1: This is Mining Stock Education, and you've been listening to mining legend Ross Beattie. Ross, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for speaking. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to this Mining Stock Education podcast. Please subscribe and share with like-minded investors. Visit us on the web at miningstockeducation.com for more resources on precious metals and natural resource investing. At our website, you can also sign up for our free newsletter for interview transcripts, stock picks, and more.